In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Graham Bailey, who is a football insider, or shall I translate that to a soccer insider? Graham, you're in Cleveland as well. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, thanks, Paul. Yeah, sunny, sunny, dark Cleveland in the UK. So I've got a football insider from Cleveland on the show, but a bit of a twist. So, so Graham, just talk us through real headlines. What, what do you actually do in the UK? Yeah, I'm a sports writer over here. So my um, main focus is soccer, as it, as it was. And uh, yeah, I'm a football insider for a few Sunday papers over here, a few websites. And I also have a regular slot on Sirius XM, which a lot of the Americans will know, um, the biggest radio station over the Atlantic. So yeah, um, a few of the listeners may have heard me on there. Excellent. And uh, if I remember correctly, you're one of our first guests this time last year on the show. Yeah, it was great fun. Yeah, we talked about the, the draft then and uh, very diff- different draft this year, as well, obviously we're going to talk about. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it was turned out great and better than any of us expected, I think. Excellent. And just to explain once again, you're from Cleveland in the UK. Do you think there's any connection like... Cleveland in the States was formed because of Cleveland in the UK? I'm not sure. I think because I looked at the name was derived from someone who wasn't actually known as Cleveland, was it? But um, you, ne- you never know. I, obviously, the roots of Cleveland are from England originally, like so many places uh, over there across the Atlantic. So I would like to think so. And, and the areas are very similar. Ohio, Teesside, very similar um, places, and even, in fact, one of the may- mayoral candidates over here for Middlesbrough, which is the main town in Cleveland over here, um, he was um, mentioning about what happened in Ohio and Cleveland in terms of how, why, how he wants this area to go in terms of being like steel industry um, and the iron and stuff. And it was fascinating to hear him say that he wanted to copy uh, Ohio. Excellent. Well, look, Graham, we are a U.S. Cleveland show, a Brown show. So let's mm. let's get cracking on. First of all, Graham, talk us through. What did you make of the uh, draft picks this year? Yeah, it's a fascinating draft, wasn't it? I thought it was a fantastic location in Nashville, and obviously, I'm looking forward to Vegas next year. Um, it's interesting that last last few years we've been up there waiting for the number one draft. Uh, we didn't have a pick this year. Next year, we'll hopefully be picking 32, so we probably won't be awake to see it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it, it puts a different spin there. And, but, yeah, I still loved it. But as, as we'll discuss, I think the Browns did remarkably well. But I, it's not a surprise, given, given Mr. Dorsey and what a genius he is and his staff. Um, it didn't surprise me. But, yeah, um, I think they did fantastic. Okay, first of all, we traded up to get uh, Greedy Williams. Do you think that was a good move, making the trade up? Or do you think we could have just hold tight and tried, tried got him uh, at 49? 
No, oh, no, we would never have got him at four times. The fact that he appeared in the second round, I think, was amazing. I think I liken this to um, Phillips dropping down. Uh, sorry, Josh Allen dropping down the draft. Um, it was, it was Jaguars took him, wasn't it? Um, and they took him. So they probably didn't even do the homework much on him. They, they did not think he was going to be available there. Same with Greedy here. And um, we were looking at like Lame, weren't we? The cornerback and maybe Rocky Arsene dropping out. But Greed, no one thought Greedy would drop to us. And and when he was there, obviously Dorsey's just like, hey, the guy who when he might have even been top of Cleveland's board on the corner, on the corners. And the fact that he was there, just hey, let's let's pull the trigger and get him. And I think he's a brilliant corner. I think he's perfect opposite Ward. He offers something different, which is what you want because. Let's not beat around the bush. Ward was brilliant last season, and he's going to be brilliant again. But there will be games where he does struggle now and then. And then you need someone like Williams, who's a he's a more coverage corner, isn't he? So you need you need something different. Um, I think it's a perfect um, supplement to the secondary. I think it's a great pick. Do you think, or or shall I ask, why do you think he dropped so much? Obviously, there's word is that he's not the best of uh, tackling, but any reason why you think he dropped so much? Yeah, it seems to be the tackling, but. That's always been a bugbear of mine. Anyway, Paul, I think tackling in the NFL generally has been woeful the last few years because I think they're obsessed with stripping the ball, aren't they? They're not um, looking to take the player down sometimes. Um, but I saw some footage of Greedy where he was, he was taking DK Metcalf's legs out. And if you can take DK Metcalf down, that's good enough for me. Okay, good. And uh, what grade would you give uh, Greedy? A-star. A-star. Could not have... <laughs> Got a better. I wanted Rocky Arsene because I thought his name, he had the best name in the draft, but I thought Greedy was the better player. All right, excellent. And the next one we took was uh, Taki Taki, if I said that correct. Taki, yeah, so, Taki. so so good they named him twice. You can use that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, my headlines thought was I didn't know a lot about him, and I know some people um, uh, obviously recommended him as a potentially linebacker, maybe in the round later. Um, mm. But I thought it was great that we took a linebacker next, really. Yeah, I think with our linebackers, everyone's presuming like Kirksey and Schaubert, we've got a good call there. But I think from watching building the Browns even this week, when you see Wilkes, he wants them those defenders to finish off, to finish all the time. He wants them strong across the field. And I'm not sure if Kirksey and Schaubert are that. You know, like, like Darius Leonard showed up so well last year. He was across the pitch and Tremaine Edmonds at Buffalo. These, these guys are right across the pitch all the time, aren't they? And I think the two linebackers we took early on, um, I think that highlights that. I think they want legs in this, in this room, in the linebacking office. And I think that's what the both give us. I think he's side to side. There was issues with his character, but if, I read up on him. And the fact that um, he got thrown out of Baylor, I think, early on, but he didn't transfer. He was determined to go back there and prove them wrong. And he settled down. He's got married. Um, and it's such an upside with him. He, he's an absolute animal, a beast. Uh, and I think by the end of the season, he could be a starter quite easily. Yeah. I love his energy. And, um, yeah, captain as well. So, uh, yeah, good mm. to get a, a natural leader in there. That's amazing. He's gone from being thrown off, off the university to being a captain, Paul. Shows just how far his character had come. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, once again, it's a great uh, signing. What are you going to give it? Well, we can't give him all A's, so I'll give it a B plus there. I was tempted to give him an A, but I think there's other A's coming, so I'll give him a B. Yeah, only, my only concern there was 
he had mixed. Some people thought he may not get drafted at all. And mm. yeah, some people said he was a third round talent. So, um, but uh, as Pete said on the show yesterday, it doesn't really matter where people are projected. It's what happens now uh, going forward. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really- as we saw in the thing, the, and Darcy was going off a linebacker coach as well, and Wilkes a defensive thing. It wasn't, it wasn't a Darcy pick of. I'm taking him because I like him and you guys have to train him up. It was all in tandem, which I loved about the back room. You know, they, it was if they, the linebacking coaches had picked him, which I think you have to do. You know, you know what I mean? It's, um, it wasn't quite Kevin Costner on draft day. You know, he was yeah. fully, he was fully in, in tandem um, with the linebacking coach and I loved that as well. Excellent. Uh, and then we went with uh, Mr. White Wine. I mean, Red Wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Rose. Yeah. Call him, but yeah. So, um, yeah, Mister Redwine. Um, what, yeah, what was your take on there? Yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd had heard his name a bit. But again, these brilliant names were picking, and yeah, again, full of any, full of energy. I think we needed something else in the safety because, for me, I, I don't think Randall's got a, a long term future at the, at, the, at the club. I think I don't think we'll pay him again. Um, so, at the very, at the very least. In that department, you need someone with legs, with coverage. But I think as we are safety in corners, I think they've been interchanging nickels and stuff, you know. And and reading up on him, I think I think he's a very clever pick. I think he adds the pace, his willingness. He needs training up. But hey, unless you're an A-star grade selection here in the top 20 picks, they're all going to need training up anyway. So no, I was quite happy with that. And I think we needed another safety. Um, we needed more help in the secondary. And no, I'm, I was more than happy with that pick. Yeah, interesting. He's from Miami again. So keeping mm. the uh, Alonso uh, Miami. Well, I, think it, I think it's this thing I heard someone say again. We're, we're recruiting from big schools. You know, LSU, Baylor, uh, Miami, Alabama, number five. We're, we're recruiting from these big schools, Paul. So these are, these are very high, highly selected um, high school players as well. They're coming from big schools. Um, so they've got that mentality, you know, and and I do, yeah, you can get these little picks from the little schools and stuff, and and they're great. But I think these coming from these big, big school mentalities, there's already something in the mindset there. Any concern that he's another Chad Thomas from uh, Miami and uh, just brought in because of Alonso's connections? No, nah, well, Alon- hey, Alonso's got. He- if Lonzo thinks he's good, that's good enough for me. You know, if it's good enough for JD, it's good enough for me. But I, lo- I think Thomas will be um, again like like Carl. But I think Thomas could be our real breakthrough player this year. I really do. Um, so I think he's what I watch. But hey, I, I like Red Wine. I think Red Wine he could be like given a year to sit behind Randall and learn. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that one. Yeah, we're paying um, Burnett quite big money, so. Yeah, you tell you you got Burnett as well, and you got the other guy you, from Kansas City. Um, I always forget his name. Murray. The other safe, Murray. Yeah, so you got them, and that because they'll learn. You could see mid-season cuts and stuff. So if Red Wine progresses, you could see one of them cut. So, but I think um, you need these young guys to come in there. These these guys are the future, and hopefully they're very good picks. But yeah, no, I I, I quite liked him. He's probably our weakest of, of all our picks, but um, I th- I think getting a safety was the right way to go. Okay, and what grade do you give that? Um, I'll go C because I don't know how much action they'll see this season. Interesting point, though, is Dorsey says 
He's taken best player available, but mm-hmm. he has he has taken all the needs we needed. Okay, maybe not a tackle. Some could mm-hmm. argue that do we uh, tackle was not a weakness. We didn't uh, Baker Mayfield didn't get touched at the end of the last season. No, and they just paid Robinson a bit, didn't they? So obviously there was a thinking there, and and you got Corbett and Koosh as well, whoever it was. So I I don't think that was a bigger need as a secondary. I think a secondary is a big need. I do. Uh, I was, um, so I think I guess I'm like like greedy. Um, I I was thought it was going to be caught secondary linebackers the first few picks to be honest, and and as we move on to we did we did cover the tackle department later on anyway. Yeah, but I think that Dorsey's actually taken uh, the best available player at each position that they need, and mm. I think we still need one defensive tackle, and I think we maybe need one more linebacker, but I know a lot of people are very happy, especially with the next pick. So Yeah. Well Matt defensive Wilson. tackle, you know you might get you might get what is it McCoy you might we might end up going for McCoy, I can't say it, but you never know. I think there's a bit of willing and dealing still to be done by the Browns, but we can come out of that, especially with Duke Johnson. So Yeah. Matt Wilson, what do you think? Yeah. I think he is our best pick of the whole draft. Really, I think he's remarkable. I think he's brilliant. Look at just look at Bucky Brooks. Brooks had him third on his linebacker list. Now, Mac Wilson's coming from Alabama. The reason he dropped, and I, I've spoken to guys in the media in America as well. There's there's one simple reason. Yeah, a bit of an attitude, whatever. But Nick Saban disagreed with him coming out. He wanted him to stay till next year, when he would be a projected um, first first or second rounder. Wilson took the decision to come out, and as soon as he did that, Saban was furious, and he rang every contact he had in the NFL, and which is a lot of contacts for Nick Saban. You know, he's a he's a legend, isn't he, in college football? And he was putting everyone who asked him about Mac Wilson off. Still, that wasn't enough to put teams off. He was, as I say, he was third on Bucky Brooks's big board for linebackers. That's how good this guy is. He was third of all linebackers, but such is the reach of Saban. He was putting people off. Um, and now he's dropped to fifth, and you just couldn't help but take him. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I really do. I, lo- I love this pick, and I can't, I can't praise it high enough. I think, yes, there will be a risk, because in the back of your mind, you think, well, what, Saban's not doing it just to be malicious, or you hope he isn't. Um, he, he, saw, he, he loved Wilson and wanted him to stay. Um, but by doing what he's doing, he's costing millions, millions of pounds. But Wilson, he's, he's, he stood by his decision and obviously to go when he did. And it's cost him quite a few rounds. But um, no, I think he's a fantastic pick, and I think he'll be, he'll be one of the reasons we may let one of our big linebackers go in the not too distant future. Interesting. Here we go, mate. Prediction for the season: Who do you think is going to get more snaps, uh, Tacky Tacky or Mac Wilson? Um, Mac Wilson I think it has to be I just think he's a better player I love Taki Taki I think I think they both could be legitimately starters for us going forward I think it'd be close don't get me wrong and and, and I would a caveat I think whoever has the best pre-season will get the most uh, but I hope it's Mark Will. I think it will be Matt Wilson because I think he just is the better player Alright and what grade would you uh, give that pick? Oh, A-star. All the way, Matt Wilson, A-star. To get him in the fifth round, um, at, a sec- at a, uh, the very least, a second rounder in, in the fifth round stage. At the very least. 
We then went with a kicker with our next uh, uh, draft pick. Yeah, I did wonder if this was slightly high, but um, what can you say? Okay, he's got the best his best record in college football, hasn't he? We need we need a new kicker. I don't think any of us were that sold on Joseph. I, I can't speak for you, for you Paul, but I, I wasn't really that um, confident with him. Um, but we'll let them kick it out and uh, see where we go. Obviously, we're going to have a bit more of a chat about kickers and stuff. So, um, is that because he's a Man United fan? You don't? You're not a fan of uh, Greg Joseph? I've got nothing against Manchester United whatsoever, Paul. As long as he's not a Newcastle United fan, I've got no issues with him. The interesting thing, the interesting thing I was watching on the draft was, if I'm correct, uh, another kicker went before him, and I was like, wow, that's um, that's early. I didn't see that coming. And uh, I think it's the first. What I listened to DJ on the on the day was it's the first time that they've had a punter and a kicker go uh, in the first 150. Yeah, punter went really early, didn't he? Uh, with Wisnowski or whatever, Mitchell Wisnowski or whatever he's called. Yeah, he went really early, didn't he? But I think the look at the job Hecker did for the Rams and stuff. You're getting some bobs, and obviously we took took on a free agency. The punter is a very interesting market at the minute. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was a bit um, wow. We're, we're going with it, so mm. we obviously lost a. Um... That was probably our biggest need, though, Paul. If you look at it, we filled um, we filled the linebackers up, we filled the um, the secondary up. We knew there's lots of tackles left. I think, hey, if that's our best kicker on the board, let's not risk it. Take him. Yeah, because um, Matt Gay went first. And they had, um, what was he called? Tracy Cole, LSU. He was uh, still on the board. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't see it coming. But yeah, obviously uh, Oklahoma. So uh, you know who knows him very well. I don't know if that was any uh, inside info there. So uh, well, you 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 would imagine they would speak to all all the drafts that um, anyone who's played with the. The guys, you, you do get these references, don't you? I don't think anybody's going to slag them off, but you need to know some characters. And obviously, um, if Baker likes this guy and recommends him, hey, like in Dorsey, in Baker we trust. If Baker wants a kicker, we get him. So he went um, 17 out of 19 in field goals. Mm. And um, yeah, it sounds like he struggled a bit with the uh, long kicks or or what they said was he didn't get a lot of long kicks. So yeah. It'd, be It'd be like with the Browns, we won't need that many. He may, but he probably will be going for that many two pointers as well. We, we won't be needed that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, my biggest question is: Is he another Zane? Could we've done better as a get a free agent kicker? Let's see what happens now. Yeah, I don't mind him. We get the draft contract, don't we? Yeah, there's the thing is, there's lots of kickers out there, isn't it? They're a bit like. Um, if you get a really good one, how much money are they worth? It's a strange one, isn't it? The kicking department it always will be. Um, I think with teams who are stacked as heavy as we are, the kickers. Like, but then again, look at the Rams. They're, they're, there's no one more top-heavy stacked than them, and they pay their kick, ball kickers quite a lot of money, don't they? Yeah. Um, what grade are you going with it, mate? Um, we'd have to go... I'll go C-minus because I think he'll start. So um, getting a starter in round six is not too bad. Next, Drew Forbes, O-line. Yeah, player X. Um, did you have you read? Did you read the Sports Illustrated thing on him? Uh, bits of it. So uh, 
And I, I listened to Cleveland Browns Daily and uh, they started the show off yesterday about it. So um sounds really, yeah. really promising. Fascinating, yeah. I read about that and um really high up on him and he looks he looks an absolute steal, doesn't he? Um I didn't know much about him, but I think this tackle in tackle the depth in this in this draft was unbelievable, isn't it? Defensive wise. Um and offensive wise. The 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 defensive line, offensive line is so deep on both. I think it's tremendous. And and hey, I think he he will be there challenging. The only one who I I've never been sure on um Hubbard. Yeah. Um Chris Hubbard. Um I don't know whether you could challenge him maybe. Um but you know it's all pretty I think I think there's um that is somewhere where we could improve. So hey, and if he's got if he's player X as Sports Illustrated looked at him, um, if, it looks great, doesn't it? But obviously we've got likes of Corbett coming in, so I, I think that's why they probably went experience, you know, with Robin kept Robinson on at tackle, um, because we've got Corbett coming in fresh at centre. So you can't really put that many youngsters in sometimes, can you? So um, I think they're doing it sensibly. Do you think he's a tackle or a guard? It's I, for me. I don't think it's too much. But again, I know we were talking pre-show about players being able to play all over the place. I think tackles and guards should be able to do both jobs. I really do. I think coming towards the end of the season, you need you need them people to be able to to, to fill those gaps. You know, I think I think, and so you trade them up for both. For me, I think there needs to be a bit more a bit more flexibility in NFL. I think it is going that way. You know, I think I think they are looking at that. Like look at Corbett moving the centre. I think the modern day NFL is you you do with all the injuries, um, rather than bringing in a fresh um, a, a veteran in December who can play there. You'd I think, do you know what? If we if we put like three more months work into into Drew Forbes, he could have switched from tackle to guard or something, you know. So I think that might be the way people are going. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, um, Kyle Friend left uh, the Browns yesterday, so yeah. Um, at centre, if anything happens to uh, Tretter, we've got Corbett who can play there, uh, Kush who can play there. Mm. Um, I don't know how much experience Forbes has got there, but maybe him as well. Yeah, Kush looks interesting, was not he? He looks um, quite a character, doesn't he, on the uh, <laughs> building the Browns. I think uh, uh, you saw the relationship he had with Dossie. Sometimes you underestimate that he'll come in, you think nothing of it, but he looked like a real... Warrior who does he knows he can trust. So I was fascinated by him. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, we've all got our uh, imagine or picture of what the uh, O line is looking like today. But I think there's going to be some real twists from mm-hmm. into the game, first game this season. I don't think it's going to be so um, cutthroat as Greg Robinson, Hubbard, um, Joel, uh, uh, Tr- uh, Tretter. Um, yeah, I said I think Hubbard's the one the major worry for me. Um, so I like. I hope he does get some competition. I think he's the he's the weak link there for me. Do you think Desmond Harrison's going to uh, stay on the roster? I think it's probably up to him, isn't it? I think if he comes back and has that um, again, he's like a Chad Thomas, he's like a car, but they, and although they probably all will make the roster, it's up to him to push on, isn't it, and progress. And I think. Uh, yeah, John, I think he will. I think he will. I think the um, Highsmith and Dorsey like them. I think the way they draft these players with a view to 12 months down the line um, and free agents and stuff. Yeah, I, I think he will. Yeah. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see. I don't think Robinson will get caught, but we might we might see a few shocks, you know, at Cleveland. These some of these middle of the road guys who who think they're going to get on there. Then I think we might see a couple of shocks when it comes to the final fifty-three. I do. Great. What uh, grade are you giving it? Forbes, um, we'll go C, C minus. Um, hope he turned, obviously, judging by what the press is saying, he's an outstanding pick. So, obviously, I don't know too much about him, but fingers crossed he makes the 53. And I think when you get to six, seventh rounders, if they make the 53, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Lewis next. Yeah, I had seen the name because obviously when it comes to cornerbacks, I think we'd all look quite far down the list, hadn't we? <laughs> With corners and safeties. And he was a name that came across. So yeah, I was happy. Um, when I guess the six, five, six, seven rounds of a draft, if you pick a player that you've read about or seen, you're always quite happy because you think you've read the name. So um, I just know I saw the name. I'd read about the name previously, um, probably because I knew we were going to go deep in the corner group. But yeah, he, he, again, he seems like he'll compete. And um, there's going to be a lot of pressure, like some Mitchell, um, even to make the 53. So no, I think it's a it's a good thing. Um, so yeah, we needed help in that position, didn't we? So I think it's the only right thing to do. I saw a lot of grades uh, A for this guy. He seems, um, yeah, a, re- a real good bit of talent. So uh, mm. I'm I'm super looking forward to him. Uh, the grades I've gone for was uh, greedy A, mm-hmm. Taki Taki B. Redwine B, Matt Wilson B, Austin C. That's more. Uh, if we took him un, undrafted, it'd be an A. But see right. where we did, I put him as a C. Terms of value, yeah. As an A, and Donnie Lewis seventh round, I went A. So um, yeah, that, that that's doing my research into what other people have said. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty, sim- pretty similar. I think I was a bit higher on Mac and you were a bit higher on Lewis. But yeah, um, pretty, pretty similar, Paul. I think pretty similar. Oh, you've got a few seeds in there, Graham. Yeah, we had a, yeah, I could say, but yeah, see. But yeah, but then again, I went A star with Wilson, didn't I? <laughs> All right, awesome. Yeah, one thing you wanted to discuss was about um, kickers and punters potentially doing uh, dual roles. What's your view on that? Yeah, well, obviously we're looking at the undrafted free agent market. We've 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 taken on a few, haven't we? Um, on a sidestep on that market, I'm fascinated by the guy we took from Miami. Have you seen the six uh, when he was getting a tryout? Uh, Treon Gray, the six foot two, two hundred and forty pound running back. <laughs> he sounds like an absolute beast. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a tight end who's uh, but a running back of that it looks an absolute animal. Anyway, yeah, obviously one of the special teamers is Jamie Gillen. Um, and obviously, the strange thing about that, I was talking to your co-host Jack on Jack Duffin on Twitter about this, and we spoke a few months ago about, as Jack does, about analytics and um, the fact he'd like to cut everyone, including Miles Garrett, because he's going to earn too much money, etc. Um, I'm sure I'm misquoting him there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would say, I, having two kickers um, on the squad, is this a waste of a space? I think any good kicker can punt the ball and then he you know can do both jobs um and stay at stay hat i think can do both and this guy jamie gillen the scottish hammer he's from he's from britain from a kansas pine bluff we've seen the way he drop kicks it he can do the other kicks so yeah i just think that um i don't i wouldn't pay a punter big money and a kicker when you could you could pay one decent money and uh, the money of the two um i know i'll probably get 
Um, Cocker is something of a, a legend in Cleveland, but so bad for just paying someone good money just to punt the ball. I don't see it. I don't see the value there at all. Yeah, I think I always used to think like long snapper. Surely you mm. can get someone else on the team just to uh, come in and do that. Yeah, or well, you, you've got your special teamers selected and you line them up, don't you? Saying, right. You ten lads all snap the ball long, and the most, if there's one there who can do it, and then you train them up a little bit, don't you? Yeah, I totally agree with you. So there's two spaces where we could give to a young running back, a young safety, a young corner um, that we don't need to do. You know, keep keep another keep another kicker on. Um, I'd keep a kicker or a long snap if need to on the practice squad, which would be lots of them around to do that. But in the main 53, I totally agree. And as to, we freed up two spots. Let's get, let's get George Dorsey on the phone. We freed up two spots for him, Paul. I think the problem is, though, Graham, is that um, we haven't played the game as a long snapper and, uh, or a kicker or a punter. Maybe you have. But, um... I, 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 the, we've been kicking the ball a lot longer than Americans have. And no one will ever convince me that a punter and kicker can't do the same job. Mm. Well, Cole, Cole Gwitt and uh, Greg Joseph may disagree with you at, this, at the moment. But when... Um, well, I, I, th- I think that I don't think... Well, I, I, well Joseph stands about as much chance as me of getting on the 53. Um, so I don't think he'll be able to say much. But Cole Gwitt, yeah. But, yeah, because we saw... I, there was a one, one team, wasn't it, in the season, who had an injury, wasn't it, um, in the playoffs? Was it the... Was it the Pats or... So one of them where the punch had to take the kick and he was woeful. I thought, how can you be bad, bad at kicking that you can't do it? Yeah, when Zane Gonzalez came over to London, he mentioned that, um, yeah, of course, he has to practice being a punter and a kicker. So, yeah, it could be a position that goes. We just have one punter that does two jobs. Yeah, I just think when it's, when it's a tight roster, if you're struggling, I think it frees up a bit more a bit more money. Obviously, if you take both, obviously, if we took a punt around a kicker's undrafted free agents or from a draft, we're not paying out major money anyway. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Obviously, with Tucker getting so much money out of Baltimore, it's, um, it's a strange. Teams have very varying attitudes on it, don't they? Yeah. All right, Graham. Last question for you, sir, is are you going out to Cleveland this year? Um, I'm, I'm struggling, to be honest. Um, but... Um, I've got I've got my eye on the uh, the conference game against the Pats because I've been for promised free tickets off a few people that, um, who I work with in America, so I could get them. So um, I might try. I don't. These flights haven't helped with them being cancelled all over, but um, no, um, I will try. And I see uh, I'm going to hook up with you one day, Paul. Your road trip sounded immense. Um, that one last year when you went to Niagara, that sounded amazing. So I will try. Um, I try not. I'll try not to be a massive glory fan and just head to Florida for the Super Bowl. Take <laughs> someone's seat. Um, but I will. I will try because um, I won't be going to these London games. I'm not one of these who goes to London to watch other teams. I have no interest in that whatsoever. You know, I can go. I can happily go the whole NFL season without watching an NFL game apart from Cleveland. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't bother me. But no, I, w- I will try. I definitely will try. Um, but really, as, as you've alluded to, Paul, I think the prices are going up, aren't they? Unfortunately, the Cleveland price, the days of turning up at Cleveland getting in very easily, I think, might be in the past. Well, look, let's be rock and roll. If you can get the tickets for Boston, let's buy uh, flights tomorrow, me and you, 24 <laughs> hours in Boston, 
300 pounds. Let's do it, yeah? They're gonna be, the, the conference game's going to be in Ohio, though, Paul. Oh, yeah, true. When we go 16 and nothing, it's going to be in Ohio. Good way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, we do. Exactly, mate. Exactly. It's one way of looking at it. But yeah, um, I would get on hotels.com and I, I've already got my hotels in Florida half booked, I think. Seriously? No, but I, I have, I, seriously, I have looked. <laughs> I, have, I have looked. I'll, I'll sleep on the streets if we get to the Super Bowl, no eyes. Well, yeah, well, you, you can in Florida, can't you? It's not a problem. Yeah. All right, Graham, where can people find your details? Yeah, you catch me on Twitter, Graham, G-R-A-E-M-E, Bailey, um, on Twitter. Um, I'll be retweeting the show as ever, and I'll always be listening. Um, yeah, thanks thanks for me again, Paul. It's been an absolute hoot, and uh, I love the show. It's come from strength to strength, mate. It's fantastic. No, thank you very much. And it's great to have a football insider from Cleveland on the show. Graham, thank you very much. Take care, mate.